Today on episode number 503, I am fresh back from my trip to Tampa and PodFest, and I'm going to share some of the insights I picked up there, and I'll actually play you my presentation about creating compelling podcasts. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your professional podcast mentor, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. I am still ashamed to say that the School of Podcasting is not open yet from renovations, is what I've been calling it, but I'm I'm calling my shot. March 5th, it will open at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to be, a couple things are going to change, and I'm not ready to talk about that, but it's going to be different. I'm going to start letting people, it's not going to be open 24-7 like it's been for the first 10 years. There will be times when it's open, there'll be times when it's closed. And this way, a group of people can join at the time. We'll all kind of be on the same page. So I'll be talking more about that next week. But uh, as I record this, can I tell you a little bit? I'm still in a little bit of a Dramamine coma. Even if you take the uh, the less drowsy version of Dramamine, I'm still a little out of it. And uh, I, I got home from Florida, uh, made myself some lunch, and took what I will call an involuntary nap. Woke up and was like, oh, crap, and uh, time to get the podcast out. But I'm excited to talk about you. I'm just a little loopy, more than usual, I should say. But I had a great time at uh, PodFest in Tampa, already looking forward to next year. I got to hang out with uh, Hall of Fame podcaster Danny Pena. I mean, how cool is that? Glenn the Geek, one of my favorite people. Uh, so many friends. It's always like summer camp when I go to these things. Darren, Darren, I'm making up new names. Uh, Dan and Jared from Podcast Movement, Daryl from uh, Pro Podcast Solutions, Glenn the Geek, Stuart, and uh, Mark, uh, members of the School of Podcasting. It was really, really cool. Got to meet new people like Shay and Uncle Larry and, you know, all sorts of people. I, I shouldn't name names because I'm going to miss like, oh, I don't know, 98 of them. But the the cool thing about PodFest because this was basically a fairly new event. They had, uh, this is year two of this. They had one track. And they can do that because it was kind of smaller. And this meant that all the attendees sat in the room and basically the speakers just came in and rotated out. And uh, Chris, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Krimintos, I believe is how you pronounce it. I just kept calling him Chris and Katie because I can't pronounce her last name. Really, really and I mean, really cool people. And I've seen some really cool events, and I've seen some that are not as cool. And Chris definitely brings his A game. We're going to talk about the A game a lot today. But you had one track, and you were highly encouraged in between breaks to A, network with each other, and then B, sit someplace else. And so I actually ran out of business cards at this show. And it's because of one of the coolest things they did. It was like speed networking. And you would go to a table and you had a minute and a half to say who you're who you were, 
what your podcast was, if you had one, and then who your target audience was. And then you would answer a, an additional question like, uh, what was one of the mistakes you've made with your podcast or what podcast are you listening to or things like that. And you had 90 seconds to do this and you had a timekeeper that would like cut people off because hello, it is a bunch of podcasters. We do like to talk. And they did so many rounds in like what would be normally a session time to where you pretty much met everybody. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is taking these business cards because I know a lot of people that these people can then network with. It was actually one of the coolest things I've ever seen in terms of just a cool, fun way to get to know everybody. And it really helped build, and you're going to hear this word a lot, community. It was really cool. They had a, a schedule that just flowed nicely together. And it, it kind of led to speakers often referring to the previous session. I know I referred to two different sessions uh, that you'll hear. It was just, it was just, it just flowed. They had great speakers. I mean, that's really about it. It's simple. They all brought value and they had relevant sponsors. There were audio editing services. There are like Pro Podcast Solutions, uh, Podfly. I mean, there were a ton there. Interviewing uh, people like uh, Jessica Rhodes, Interview Connections is her thing. There was a trademark guy there. A podcast movement was there. So that's where I got to hang out with Dan and Jared. Did you know Jared has six toes? Jared Easley has six toes, I think. Uh, anyway, and they were all relevant to the uh, audience. By the way, Jared Easley, hilarious. He's a funny guy, I'm telling you. And um, the other thing was, I got to participate in something that I, I got to practice what I preach from the other end. What I mean by this, I guess you could say I participated in content marketing. So I met Katie, I'm going to try this again, Kremitzos, that looks better, maybe. The night before, I, I had kind of known her. Um, she does a, a Biz Women's Rocks podcast. And I saw her presentation on Facebook groups. Now, I have a Facebook group for the School of Podcasting. And she showed me in her presentation for free so much more that I could be doing with this. And I was like, oh, man. I And she has a course. And I will definitely be buying that. So here's someone I, I kind of feel like I know, even though I don't. Uh, I, I like her. She has a, a very, she's just a very helpful, friendly person. And I trust her because she delivered value in her presentation. And consequently, I'm going to be a customer. I mean, to me, that's what I talk about day and night. And I was like, wow, this is, this actually works when you follow the rules. And she didn't walk into me that first night and go, hi, I'm Katie, buy my course. It takes a little while. We're all a little in, impatient. But uh, so that was uh, some of the cool things that I really liked about it. The fun thing was, and I'm going to blame me, I was so excited to go to Tampa and Florida. And yes, while it was 28 degrees in Cleveland, it was like 50 degrees in Tampa. There was like one of the coldest spells in Tampa in a very long time. The one thing that I was kind of laughing because I, I just got home, got off the plane, like I said, got home, ate a little bit and just took this involuntary nap. And I think it's why, because even though I got to uh, to hang out every night and kind of like put my guard down, I talk about maximum impact. And one of the reasons why it's so important that you get to where your target audience is, and I was surrounded by my target audience, is think of this. When you hear about point blank range, right? If you have a gun 
and you're at point blank range, you can do a lot of damage. You can have a huge impact on whoever it is you shoot. But if you're like 500 yards away, your impact may not be as impactful, shall we say. And so when you are face to face with people, you are at point blank range for making an impression. And that is kind of not stressful. That's not the right word, but it's just, you have to bring your A game. You want to be on your A game. And so like they were doing a documentary. That was another cool thing about PodFest. And I got interviewed a couple times for that. They're like, hey, can you bring Dave back again? Which is kind of cool. One of the coolest things that happened to me, and it's like, this is why I'm here, is um, I only know her by Shay. Shay is this woman from Chicago. And um, she was in the lobby. And like a guest from the hotel was kind of like, what's this podcasting thing that's going on? And she said, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And she said, I need to grab you. Somebody has a question about podcasting. And you're the guy that needs to answer this question. That's when I'm like, that's cool. Cause I was trying to talk to everybody and bring value to every conversation. Why? Because my speak, my speak, my speech was on Saturday at two 15 next to last. And so I needed to make people want to stick around to see that. And so I must have done a good job because I had a lot of people on Saturday saying, I can't wait till you you speak. I can't wait till you speak. And then the other thing was that by going almost last, I mean, I followed Jeff Brown. That's not an easy feat from read the lead and all these other people that I was like, oh, holy cow. And so I went back actually the night before and changed some of my slides to do things just a little differently. Like, okay, they've already hit this point. How can I do it a little different? So when you are face-to-face with people, you are at point-blank range to make a positive impact on them so that when they do go back to wherever they came from, Chicago and China in some cases, and Canada, uh, Jay Wong is from Canada. That's another cool guy. And uh, that they go, yeah, that guy's cool. That Dave Jackson is a guy. If you want to start a podcast, that's the man. But maximum impact also requires maximum attention, which for me, if you listen to the show, there are times when I go on these little tangents. So when I'm sitting here trying to give somebody my undivided attention, you know, it, and I hear a cat crying in the distance, it's hard to focus on what the heck I'm saying. Shut up, Bernie. Ugh, he's really glad I'm home. And um, so, or somebody would be saying, it's time for you to get interviewed. And I'm doing my best to give them my maximum undivided attention. That was a little tough for me at times. And so if I was talking to you and I was um, looking away or something, please know it wasn't you. I just had other things going on and I'm going to kill my cat. I did find this out at PodFest that I'm not the only one that has a cat that interrupts and ruins recordings, but we're going to keep it real today. Because I got to get to bed because tomorrow I'm getting up and driving to Pittsburgh for my first day working for Libsyn. So here, live from uh, PodFest, and this was recorded on my Zoom H5, which I took with me. And I'm just using the built-in microphones from that, stuck it in front of the speaker. Here's my presentation about creating compelling podcast from PodFest.us 2016. Next person is a man that's contributed more than most when it comes to the podcast community, if you ask them, 
Why are you here? Because podcasters are my people. That's what he would tell you. He loves podcasting. He loves helping people with podcasts. He's got a, a really big heart, and uh, he's just a phenomenal human being. Let's welcome Dave Jackson. Come on up, Dave Jackson. back again. Yeah, I'm pumped up. Are you guys pumped up? I mean, this is like heaven to me. People that want to start a podcast, this is, we talk about finding your target audience, go where your target audience is. That's why I'm right here. You guys are my target audience and I am so excited. I actually have to kind of like right now, there's a voice in my head that's going, slow down, please slow down, please slow down. Cause I'm just so excited. I really, really am. So thank you. Number one for being here. I realize you guys have been sitting here for three days and you're kind of like, Oh, good God, not another presenter. So I'm really glad you stuck around because uh, I got a lot to say here. Uh, I kept it real. Everybody else cleaned their studio. This is what mine looks like. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I got the, the burnt light bulb over here that I need to throw away. We got some bubble wrap in case I get bored, I guess. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, that's, that's where the magic happens. And uh, so the, the fun thing about this presentation is the fact that I'm, I'm going to probably crush a dream or two. Now, I do that out of love, but I am going to tell you today that there's some things you might go, but I, yeah, it's true. I'm here. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to preach the truth. All right? So here's the deal. Here's the fun thing. There's no pitching today in my presentation. I, I actually cannot pitch today. The School of Podcasting is closed for renovations. Are you ready for that? So I'd rather pitch my buddy... This book, we're going to talk about, here's a truth that I want to talk about. If I can just get this guest, name it, whoever. If I could just get Jared Easley on my podcast, I would get 10,000 downloads and, and the, the stars would align and money from heaven. And you know what? It, it doesn't work. I'm here to tell you it doesn't work. You know why? Because those people are really, really busy. It's not the size of the guest that brings the value. It's the size of the value in the guest. That's the key. Now, Glenn, I don't want to break your heart, but when you came on my show, nobody knew who you were because they, they're not into horses. And you know what? People are still talking about that episode because Glenn didn't know what new and noteworthy was. And Glenn's making a living with his podcast. And my audience said, wait, you can do that? You can do that? And I'm like, yeah, check this out. This is the stuff I've been talking about. Here's the guy that's doing it. It's the value that the guest can bring. So if somebody, I get things all the time. I've been very successful in business. If only this was a business podcast, you would be awesome, right? So it's the size of the value that the guest can bring. They don't care who it is. It's just, are you going to help me get to whatever I want to get to? So let's get to the long, boring, quick slide here, right? These are just the facts, right? The narcissist slide. Um, I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. Back in the day, I used to help people learn how to run their fax machines. I mean, it's, I've been doing this a long time. I have a bachelor's degree in education. I'm the founder of the School of Podcasting back in 2005. I thought this was cool until I heard Liz uh, thing. you're what, 500,000 in a year? I got 1.2 million in 10. So I'm like, oh, it's not that good. All right, never mind. Not that we're... Not that we're keeping track, but I got 2,492 episodes. That's a lot of Dave. That's not of that show. That's of all the shows that I do. When I'm not sleeping, I'm podcasting is pretty much how that works. 
Um, I am the author of the book, More Podcast Money. I served, I did a, a tour of duty as the uh, director of podcasting for the New Media Expo before the, uh, the owner of that uh, event basically sheared it right into the wall, uh, which was a lot of fun. I've been nominated for a lot of uh, podcast awards. I keep getting nominated against NPR shows, and it's kind of hard to beat somebody who has 18 people working on their staff. But on the other hand, if I'm going to win, I want to beat the best, so I'm not complaining. And I am the longest-running podcast about podcasting. There are tons of them. I'm the one that stuck around the longest. I've had the good time. So that's all right. So let's talk about what is compelling. It's having a powerful. I feel so bad for the video guy. I'm like, try and keep up, buddy. Go ahead. Um, having a having a powerful and irresistible effect, requiring an acute and acute attention and admiration and attention and respect. So ladies, this might be, let's, let's, let's get a little like, let's, we're not going to get naughty, but ladies, it's like when you see a guy's like tight rear end that you just can't look away maybe, or, or his abs, right? You're just like, wow. Or, or guys, the perfect set of cleavage, right? Then you're like going, that's compelling. You're like, okay, eyes up here, eyes up here, right? It's comp- you just can't look away. That's compelling. So we're going to talk about mashed potatoes. I know, it sounds weird. What? I thought we were talking about podcasts. We're going to talk about mashed potatoes. Yeah. Hey! Right? Not James Brown, just mashed potatoes. Now, I grew up, I didn't know it at the time, but I was poor. I didn't find this out till later because I was happy, right? So in a way, it wasn't really that poor. But mashed potatoes for me came out of a box. And I know that box says real potatoes. But uh, I don't know about that, you know, and it's gluten-free. Now, we were so poor that we would actually, you're supposed to make them with milk. We would put, like, we would water down the milk to make the milk last longer. So now here's the cool thing about potatoes from a box. They're quick, they're easy, and they're cheap. Yeah, awesome. You know what else they are? They're really bland, right? You're like, it wasn't until I actually tasted, like, actual mashed potatoes that I was like, Really? This is what potatoes, this doesn't taste like, you know, uh, I don't know, shoe leather and paste or whatever. It's just ridiculous, right? So when I finally, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving, some sort of special uh, occasion, that we actually had mashed potatoes, then I was like, oh, you know, it was like the heavens had opened up. Now, here's the flip side. It takes a lot more effort to make these kind of mashed potatoes, right? Because they're lumpy and it takes, they're more expensive because potatoes are more than whatever the box was with a coupon. And then uh, it's slower. Are the potatoes ready yet? No, come on, keep whipping, get in there, right? But what is the impact on the audience of the people that are eating the potatoes? It's Thanksgiving. Don't put the bowl in front of me because you're not going to get any, right? I will undo the belt buckle for force. Yes, bring them on, right? It's delicious. So that's the thing we're asking today. What kind of potatoes are you making? What kind of podcast are you making? Are you looking for the quick, easy, fast one? By all means, go right ahead. I can tell you right now, it's bland. If you didn't do any planning, if you don't know who your audience is, I can give you a quick tip right here. If you start off a show and they go, hey, welcome to the Binky and the Wiz show. And, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about on the show today, but it is Monday. and We always put out a show. Just hit stop right there because there's 45 of your minutes coming of your life that you'll never get back. I, I love it when I hear that. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to release a show today. Ugh, okay, next. It's all about the content. Say that with me. It's all about the content. That's where it starts. And it's the, the fun part is we just get so hung up on it. And you say, oh, but Dave, isn't it about the audio quality? No. No. In case you missed it, 
No, it's not about the audio quality. Did you listen to the mics out there? I went through them all and went, yep, this one's a little more tinier. This one's a little bassier. This one's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's this much difference between them. There was one that I went, okay, this one's a little better. But they were all completely listenable. And some of them cost 60 bucks. In my shot there, I won that 60 bucks and one that was 300. The one that's 300 does not sound $250 different. It really doesn't. Now, it's cool to say I have an electric voice RE320. It's a big black thing, and that way, in case somebody breaks in, I have a weapon, right? But it's not the audio quality. It's just not. All right, now let me prove this. See, what I like to do, because that sounds like an opinion, I like to go out and do some research so I can say, here's why I think this. I really consider myself, in many cases, like the crash test dummy of podcasting. I will go out, and I will almost get sued by Audello last year because I was like, you guys stink. You're lying to podcasters. Don't anybody buy this product. And they went, hold on a second, because I got so passionate about it. They're like, they actually sent like, you need to back off, buddy, or I'm going to sue your pants off. Because they were trying, in my opinion, there he said, putting that in. In my opinion, the system preyed on people who didn't have an understanding of podcasting. And it kind of it just reached in your back pocket and, ooh, it was nasty. So I am a little bit of a crash test dummy. But let me prove this here. This, for all of you that are like under 30, is an 8-track tape. Yeah. yeah. It's the Beatles, right? It's the Beatles. And this is an awesome one. I just picked this up. I, you know, thank God for Google Images. And... Uh, this has, you know, help. It has, I've just seen a face I can't forget the time, right? Um, it's got uh, Norwegian wood. Wow. Content, phenomenal. Audio quality, not so much. But if you had, like, cool three-foot speakers, maybe a quad stereo, for those of us that remember that, I would rock the heck out of this 8-trap right now because the content is so good. I would sit through the not-so-great audio quality to hear the awesome content. I have a friend of mine, that his name is Paul Colligan, right? He does the podcast report. You're going to hear a clip of him in just a second. And Paul is fun because he has a Blue Yeti, not my favorite microphone, picks up a lot of room noise. So there are times when Paul, you kind of hear the roominess of Paul, but it's okay. Uh, and there are times when Paul is recording in his car using his phone. There are times when Paul is podcasting uh, live from his stage. So it's always kind of fun. It's like, where's Waldo? It's like, where's Paul? Where's he coming from? And the one week, I swear he was like podcasting from a submarine. It was like, welcome to the podcast report show. Today is fun. And I was like, what is Paul doing? I couldn't believe it. But here's the thing. Paul always consistently makes me think. Man, you can make me think I'm your friend for life. He makes, uh, and then here's the other things you got to do. You got to make me think. You got to make me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain me. If you're not doing any of those, don't press record. It's not compelling content. I don't care that you hate Bob Seger. I don't care about your French toast recipe unless it's a cooking show, right? And Paul always makes me think. So I will sit through the episode from the submarine or wherever he was calling from to listen to his show. It's not about the audio quality. If you've got the great content, I will sit through it as long as it's not distracting. If we go back to the eight-track tape, and I look at this and go, really? This was acceptable? In the middle of a song, it would fade out. You'd be like, oh, man. And here comes the song. And I'm like, wait, where's the other 30 seconds of the song? I'm like, how is that acceptable? Right? That's a little distracting. When your audio becomes distracting to where people 
are paying more attention to how you're saying it, or if you keep making me grab the volume knob and it's this, that's not going to work. I'm not quite the audio snob that some people are. I'm like, as long as you're not distracting me, I'm all right. All right, so this is a bottle of turd polish. I apologize if you're offended by the word turd. Smile when you say that. But a lot of people think if I just get the right equipment... If I just get the right equipment, then I will sound professional. I have a drawer full of professional microphones. They're great. If I was in a soundproof booth at a radio station. So, you know, just the right equipment isn't the right equipment always for podcasts. Right now, I know you think you can polish it. I'm just here to tell you you can't. And again, let me explain why. This isn't just my opinion. Um, if we were to... One of, the, one of the big, any big like, heavy metal, hard rock fans here? Anybody? All right, cool. Yeah. So let's, let's say not Black Sabbath, not Led Zeppelin, of the recent era, who's like top of the food chain? That's a good one. It's not who I'm looking for, though. Metallica, there it was. In fact, I said it wrong. It's Metallica, right? These people, I went to their show, I'm a fan. And their fans actually sing so loud they almost overpower the band. It's amazing. These 18-year-old guys out there going, yeah, seek and destroy. And very passionate people, right? Metallica can almost do no wrong. When their album is bad, people will buy it just because they're like, oh, there's no such thing as a bad Metallica album. And there actually is. It's called St. Anger. Uh, yeah. But even those people buy it because I have to have every album from Metallica. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, and I do not understand how this happened, Lou Reed, right? Take a walk on this wild side. He's got that one hit, do, 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 caca, poo-poo, caca, poo Awful. And yes, God rest his soul, I'm sorry to say it, in my opinion, Lou Reed, turd. He is. As a musician, I don't get him. And so here's the thing. Lou Reed did an album with Metallica, and you can polish Lou Reed as much as you can with Metallica. It was still a turd. It was unlistenable. Right now, one more case, real quick one here. Van Halen three. This was post Sammy Hate. Everybody together. Oh, you bought it too, huh? All right, I see how that goes. This is the album Sammy Hagar had left. So you have Michael Anthony, this thundering drummer of Alex Van Halen, guitar virtuoso of Eddie Van Halen, and this really good singer, really good performer called Gary Sharon. Phenomenal, right? My favorite is the last song of the album. Let's not let the singer sing one. Let's the guitar player sing one. Oh, and is he playing the guitar? By heavens, no. Let's let him play the piano, and let's let him sing a song. Cool. Is this Atomic Punk too? No. It's a song about his dead grandmother. Yeah. So let's let the guitar player sing a song about his dead grandmother. Now, both Lulu and Van Halen 3, phenomenal audio quality. Pristine audio quality. Content? Kaka. Poo-poo. The reason I call this Van Halen 3, I've had it probably th 10 years. I've listened to it three times. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, God, this really is that bad, isn't it? I thought it was a dream. So it's not the audio quality. You People don't just go, oh, I would just, I would just listen to Brian read the phone book. No, you wouldn't. Come on, you're busy. So we keep getting hung up on this stuff. 
It's ridiculous. And I'm out there going, move on, move on. How, what microphone do you have? An Audio-Technica 2100. Move on. Check it off. Keep going. But we don't. What do we get hung up on? Well, maybe you should call it a podcast or a netcast or WordPress or Squarespace or Periscope or Blue Snowball. No, wait. It's a netcast. No, Lipson. No, Blueberry. No, Podbean. No, BuzzFeed. RSS feeds. Wait a minute. No, I need a membership site. No, wait a minute. I'm going to do MailChimp. No, I'm going to do AWeber. No, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do that. No, I'm going to do you got to be kidding me. And of course, of course, I have to get you new and noteworthy, right? I'm going to smash some dreams in here, all right? I'm sorry about that. But here's the thing. None of this, none of this matters at all if you don't have content. It doesn't matter. Zero. Should I, should I do once a week? Should I do once a day? 20 minutes? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet to death. Great. You're going to let the world know you suck sooner than later. You know? So, moving on. There it is. Your golden ticket. New and noteworthy. All right. So, I asked my audience. I said, look. Back in the day, 2007, I saw it with my own eyes. Somebody had about 300 downloads. They went into New and Noteworthy, and dang, they had 1,000 downloads. That was 2007. This is not your grandpa's Oldsmobile anymore. That was back when there was like, it was a big deal if somebody launched a podcast. There are 1,000 podcasts going into iTunes on a weekly basis. There's a lot of noise. And the audience may not be growing as proportional. So there's a lot more coming out and less people to catch you, which means what? You're going to get caught less, which means how do you stand out? You have really good, compelling content. So, Kendall, if you could hit that little button for me. The total amount of downloads for being in new and notable was 32. Three, two, not 3,200, not 32,000, not 320,000, but 32 as in. <gasps> and, and iTunes deliberately put our thanks podcasting on the front page of New and Noteworthy. They did it. They handpicked us and stuck us in there for two weeks. And it was, I don't know, a hundred downloads out of the two weeks that we got. Two weeks, front page. Not the front page of the category. Front page of iTunes New and Noteworthy. A hundred downloads. Now, I'm not here to say I'm right and I'm always right. I'm here to say, please prove me wrong. I'm open. We're going to talk about listening. And when you go into New and Noteworthy, check your stats, whether you're using Podbean, BuzzFeed, Lipson, Blueberry, whatever. And then let me know. Because I am a reporter. And I'm here to talk to the community and go, look, it ain't all what it used to be. And so, now what does it take then to get into New and Noteworthy? And this is where I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. You ready? Content. A pulse. <laughs> I have a show that I did as, a, as an experiment called The Worst Podcast Ever. Please don't listen to it. It was purposely made to be the worst podcast ever. One episode is 45 seconds long. 30 seconds of it, and I'm not making this up, is a fart. <laughs> I cuss at the audience. I tell them you're stupid for listening. It's horrible audio quality. And I got into new and noteworthy. <laughs> Okay, so there are two things you need to get new and noteworthy, a pulse or Photoshop. Because really, if you want to show that you're in the top of, photo, of the top of new and noteworthy, it takes about 30 seconds. Take a screenshot, 
Take your album art, copy, paste. Look, I'm in the top of New and Noteworthy. Nobody's going to go back and check. There's no way to check. Now, it does look nice. Now, and again, I'm not poo-pooing New and Noteworthy. It's just not what it used to be. And I'm here to help you. Okay? What I don't want to see you do is don't spend $50 to make 50 cents. I'm here to help you. I mean, you are way too busy to be spending all this time on my launch. I got to get the launch right. I got to have eight. No, I have to have 15. No, I have to have 30 episodes ready to go. It, no, you have to have one really good punch you in the face thing to have people go, whoa, did you hear that? And the game is on. Don't spend 50 cents. Don't spend $50 to make 50 cents. New and noteworthy is a reward, a reward that you earn. Very much so. It will give you more downloads. Just not 10,000. It's not the golden ticket. It's like, I've made it to new and noteworthy. I can quit my job. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Now, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, all right? And uh, we have this lovely, yeah, we have this lovely little nuisance. Anybody know this guy? Oh, yeah. Right. He got drafted in the NFL, and he's like, woohoo, I'm in new and noteworthy. Money, money, money. Right? Didn't do the work. Didn't study the plan, went out drinking, thought this was the goal. And guess what? That dude's almost, he's like this close to being out of a job. I don't know if we've officially let him go yet. Um, but what's the goal of a football player? The Super Bowl. So new and noteworthy is like, congratulations, you did really good in college. We're going to get you into the NFL. Good luck on your pursuit of the Super Bowl. Took his eye off the prize. And he's going to figure it out in about, I don't know, a year when nobody will hire him. Because when you look up the phrase douchebag, his picture is in the dictionary. Right? I'm sorry. It's a sore subject, man. We wasted a lot of time and money on this guy. A lot of time and a lot of money. Your mo you work too hard for your money. You, you, you have so much time in a day. I don't want to see you wasting it on the Johnny Menzel of podcasting. Oh, good God. Anybody recognize that guy? That's right. That's, okay, because I knew I was talking about new and no I'm like, I need a time to calm down. So, yeah, I think it was from, uh, I'm assuming the suit was from Kmart, probably the Peter Brady collection. Yeah. Um, right? And so we're going to talk about high school a little bit. Podcasting is like sex in high school. Got it. Everyone says they're doing it. Some actually are doing it. Uh, nobody's doing it. <laughs> And so when you don't do this right, you know, your podcast life is short, kind of like sex in high school. Um, so here's another one. Uh, great podcasts are like porn. For the record, stay away from porn. That'll really just mess up your life, and it does nasty things. That's the end of my PSA. But great podcasts are like porn. You know it when you hear it. When I hear quality audio and, and somebody comes in and says, hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about whatever. And then there's a little intro that explains maybe what I should expect and who the podcast is for. And then you know what? They get to the content. I'm like, Ooh, what? You're pulling me in. This is what I tuned in to hear. And oh, this is really good stuff. It's almost like this podcast was made for me. So how do you make compelling content? And this is where you've heard this today. You identify your target audience. You have to. Anybody here ever had a, had a secret Santa? And you're like, oh, I don't want to do a secret Santa at work. I don't even like you people. $20 minimum? Oh, okay. And then you pull the name. Oh, I got Howard. Great. I don't even know Howard. He works in a different uh, department. Well, what do you do with your podcast? 
You have to go where your target audience is. And you have to eat, you have to drink, you have to breathe your target audience. You have to breathe your niche. You have to know everything there is about it. What do they like? What do they dislike? What do they want to know? What do they not know? Why do they like this? Know your audience. You have to drink their bath water. You yeah. have to drink their bath water? No, I don't know if a drink in the bath water may not be a great idea. But, and then here's the key. As much as we love to talk, you have to listen. Listen, just be a fly on the wall. Listen to what they're talking about. Because the stuff they're talking is about the stuff they want to hear about on your show. And then ask. Say, hey, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. What would you guys like to hear about? Or you might say, why do you like that? Why don't you like that? Where do you do this? Where do you shop? Et cetera, et cetera. Know your target audience. And then listen again. Notice, we're not talking yet. And if you do talk, you better bring value. So, because great podcasting starts with your ears, not with your mouth. Right? They say knowledge is power. Well, how does knowledge get in your head? You have to listen if you're smart. Right? Listening is uh, learning. Learning leads to knowledge. Knowledge is only power, by the way, if you act on it. So how do you act on it? Well, everybody's been saying identify your audience. Okay, got it, whatever. How do I do that? So, and this is, I did not plan this. I did this last night. If you go to Facebook, instead of typing in somebody's name, type in your topic. So I typed in horse. And there's all these horse groups, and I'm almost positive all these are Glens. <laughs> uh, you know, there's horse for sale in, in Florida, bad horse sale ads, horse, all this stuff. There might be a group for your niche that you can go in and listen, right? Then I did one for gamers. And of course, what a coinkydink. The two people that are making a living from podcasting have groups, and I bet you are probably involved in these groups. These are a great place to go in and listen, you can go into Google. Did you know down here in the bottom right-hand corner of Google, there's a settings, and you can go into an advanced search. And you can actually say, hey, here's my topic, and down here, region. I'm trying to build up the Cleveland Podcasters group. So I can go in here and say podcasting, and down here, say Cleveland, Ohio. And it'll show me who's doing stuff in podcasting. So if you want to find people locally, because the best connection is face-to-face. Why did I drive to Florida? Why did I fly to Florida? Driving would be a little rough. Uh, I want to see you guys face-to-face. Um, here's another trick. If you go to Google and go forum, colon, space, and your topic, it'll list all the forums. Because not everybody, I know it sounds weird, not everybody's into Facebook, but you might find some really good forums. When I did this, I was surprised. There are a lot of things that I'd never heard of. And then, of course, there's meetup.com. This is a really cool one because, again, it's face-to-face. The Cleveland Podcasters group is about, I think we have like 100 people in the group and like five show up to the meetings. But I get a lot of, out of that group. Why? Because that's my target audience, and I know what they're thinking and their, what their struggles are and things like that. Please don't tell them they're my focus group, but that's really what they're doing. And then when you're listening, take notes, because you're going to get that awesome idea in your head. Don't let it go away. This is On the left-hand side is Evernote, evernote.com. That is a free app, and it works on your phone, it works on your tablet, it works on your PC. The purple one is OneNote. It's just a Microsoft product. They're both free, and they work on your pad, your phone. And that way, when you go, ooh, that would be a good idea for a podcast, you just pop it out. I use OneNote for my grocery list. So when I'm out of eggs, I pull up my phone, eggs. And that way, when I get to the store, what I've ever done during the week, there's my grocery list. So you can do the same thing with podcast ideas. Be careful when you're going through all these Facebook groups, because there's two words here, busy and productive. They're not the same thing. Uh, Where's Liz at? She said she spent 15 minutes checking out friends from high school. Very busy, not so much productive in terms of uh, 
of finding things for history. What well, was historical, just a different type of history, I guess, when you think about it. So be very careful with this. There's busy and there's productive. And this is where you kind of have to be able to step outside yourself and go, okay, I just spent 30 minutes. I know I've done the thing where all of a sudden you're like, it's 2 in the morning. Why am I watching Ted Nugent videos from 72 on YouTube? I've, I've gone down some terrible black hole. So my background's in teaching. I do have a, a, a bachelor's degree in education from the University of Akron. I'm going to teach you something that I, I always thought it was called common sense. But after I gave them lots of money, it turns out it's called the Addy approach. So here it is. Analyze. Analyze your target audience. Go out, find what they need, what they want to hear, what do they like, what do they dislike. Design it. Hmm, you know what? We could have like a lightning round. Maybe we'll have a segment where we do this, and then we could maybe do interviews on Thursday. We kind of start thinking, how are we going to do this? Then you go to develop. Now you're actually out. You've bought the microphone. you got your intro. you got your artwork. You're developing it. You're making the idea into something tangible. Then the scary part, the really scary part, you let somebody listen to it. And don't, your mom does not count. <laughs> All right? Your mom's going to tell you it's awesome. You want to find your target audience that you found in step one and go, hey, we, we kind of put together a beta one. You want to hear it? I would love your feedback. And that is called evaluate. Now, there are two words here. One is feedback and one is failure. So when they come to you and they go, you know, it was pretty cool, but that whole interview thing, I don't know, it was a little long and the guy wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't quite get what he was talking about. That is feedback. If you go, oh, that's it. I knew this wasn't going to work. That's it. We're done. Throw the microphone back. Now it's failure. It's only failure if you quit. If I make you a pie and I give it to you and you go, did you put salt in this? And I'm like, no. Was there supposed to be salt in it? And they go, yeah, it's a salt pie, right, or whatever it is you're making. That's feedback. You go back and you analyze, and you're like, oh, here it is. It is supposed to be this. You come in, design, develop. You come back, and you're like, here it is, the new and improved. And like, this is awesome. This is the best salt pie I've ever had. I'm going to go tell my friends. And you just do this nonstop. I pull my audience about every year or two. I probably should do that more frequently. And kind of say, is it too long? Is it too hot? Too small? It's good? What do you like? What do you dislike? And you just do that over and over. It never stops. It's never like, mm, and we're done. Because something will change. Something will change. This is a recipe. I believe it's for banana, nut, chocolate, something. Sounds good, right? Anything with chocolate is always good. How do I know if this is good? Taste it. All right. What do I got to do to taste it? Got to make it. So you can sit all day and go, yep, this is going to be a good podcast. It looks good on paper. There's only one way to know. You've got to press record. And realize the first time you went to tie your shoe, the first time you went to shoot a basket, the first time you drove a car, you probably weren't that good at it. And you know what? Your first episode isn't going to be that good. The very first episode of the School of Podcasting is called Your First Episode Usually Stinks. You know why? Because your first episode usually stinks. And you know what? When you get to episode 10, you're going to go, I can't listen to episode one. But you're going to get better as you go along. So you got to make the recipe. You have to make the recipe. There are two questions you've got to ask yourself as we get wrapping up here. Uh, number one, is what I'm doing right now going to lead to delivering value to my audience? And you go, actually, no, right now, Dave, I'm playing with my spouse and kids. Good for you. Actually, no, not right now, Dave. I'm, uh, I'm watching what I eat and I'm exercising. Good for you. Because no family, no health, guess what? That's going to affect your podcast. 
But if you go, no, Dave, I'm keeping up with the Kardashians right now. Nah. You know, no, I'm watching Dancing with the Stars. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend people. But depending on what your show is, that's not going to be helping you deliver value to your audience. I would advise you to just turn off the TV. Amen. That would be my thing. But that's, that's me. Unless you're watching Shark Tank. Shark Tank is good for podcasters. You learn how to pitch. The other one is what I'm about to record. Going to compel my audience to tell their friends. Is there something in here? Because for me... If I'm not excited about what I'm talking about, it, we're done. Was, you know, so when I find a new toy to play with or a new strategy or I find somebody else who's doing something that I never thought about doing, I'm like, oh, man, I cannot wait to tell my friends. And then like Jeff was saying, I talk like I'm talking to one person. And I have people tell me all the time, I feel like you're talking to me. Well, I am. It just so happens there are you know, a couple other thousand people listening too, but I'm talking to you, doggone it. And so... People are like, well, Dave, I do this. I've already done all of what you're talking about. I don't have a, an audience. Well, here's the formula. You guys ready? The value that you provide per episode. You multiply that, and here's the fun thing. You go, oh, I, I have to do this? You have to promote it. Effective promotion. I could, tell, I could go to an audience about um, holistic healing and tell them about microphones, and I'm promoting my show. But there's a probably good chance that not everybody in there is really interested in podcasting. So, again, that would be busy, not productive. So you got to get your, whoever your target audience is, go out there, make friends with them, let them know about your show. When you multiply that, you get the number of downloads. So if there's no value, you can promote it all you want. And they're going to find it and go, and if I make the best show ever and I never promote it, that's not going to work easy. So what I tell people is record that first episode. Figure out how much time it's going to take and then figure out your schedule. I love people that go, great, I'm going to do a daily show. Awesome. Great. Tell me about yourself. Well, I have two jobs, four kids. I'm like, you're not doing a daily show. I mean, unless it's 30 seconds long, you're not doing a daily show. I always tell people four to one. If you're going to do a 15-minute podcast, plan on spending an hour. If you're going to do an hour-long podcast, plan on spending four. You've got to figure out what you're talking about. You're going to record it. You're going to edit it. And you're going to post it. And congratulations, your one-hour podcast just took four. So you want to figure out how long it takes so that like when Glenn was talking about, you don't want to skip episodes because when you come out with great value on a consistent basis, they know you, they like you, and now they trust you. And then, then you can monetize. You don't monetize the MP3 file. You monetize the relationship you build with people. But it starts with what? Great content. Got to have great content. So my question to you is, when you go back, what kind of potatoes are you creating? Are you going to go the quick and easy bland type? Are you going to roll up your sleeves, get your elbows in there, mash up some lumps, and make a podcast that people are going to go, oh, when's the next one coming out? When is your next one coming out? Because I'm telling you, this is the truth, that when somebody finds your show and you hit it out of the park, they will download your entire back catalog. I have people tell me that, and my students tell me, Dave, I got the email. They downloaded everything. So... Thank you very much. Awesome. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank you, Dave. That was excellent. And before I leave, can we get a hand for this guy and Katie? couple things I want to point out. Now, you can find everything we talked about in this presentation 
If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 503, you'll see actually the slides that I used. And I want to give a, a quick shout out to Paul Culgan from thepodcastreport.com and Elsie Escobar from shepodcasts.com. That is uh, who the clips were that were explaining about new and noteworthy. And again, I'm not anti new and noteworthy. I'm just trying to find out like what kind of bump do you get these days from new and noteworthy. So if you're launching a podcast, look at your stats before you know you're in new and noteworthy. And then look at your stats after you're in new and noteworthy. Because if you're doing anything, and again, I want you to maximize your exposure there. So be sure to send everybody there during your first eight weeks. And remember, you can be a new and noteworthy anytime, but you can only be new for eight weeks or so. So uh, always looking for that answer. I always, again, kind of consider myself a reporter. And speaking of reporter, uh, I want to send you over to... um, Paul Kogan is the podcast report, and my buddy Fred Castaneda is the podcast reporter. And um, Fred, of course, always looking to get the scoop on everything podcasting. You can find him at podcastreporter.com. Has an interview with me uh, from PodFest. And I'm actually on the phone, and you can hear that. It's episode number 78 of the Podcast Report. I'll put the link to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 503. And originally, I was going to play some of that here, and I just thought, you know what? I'm kind of skimped for time here. I'll just give you my thoughts. But if you want a more in-depth look on podfest.us, definitely check out the Podcast Report, because we get into uh, a lot more details about the conference. So... Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to everybody that I met at PodFest. Thanks to, again, Chris and Katie, Glenn the Geek, and um, all the other people behind the scenes, Kendall, the sound guy, and um, looking forward to it next year. And next next up, of course, is Podcast Movement in July. And yes, I am going to that event. And yes, that's always a good time because Dan and Jared are there and they uh, definitely always bring on a good show. They just announced Kevin Smith, of course, from uh, the Smodcast Network. He will be there as a uh, a speaker. So that will be very, very cool. I know uh, that will get a few people there. So that's going to be exciting. That is uh, July 6th through the 8th. Uh, Alex Bloomberg from Startup is going to be there. So that's the next big event for podcasting. And again, if you're going, bring your A game and uh, network your rear end off and make those connections. And um, it's always a good time. So like I say, this Saturday, March 5th, I will be opening the doors to the School of Podcasting again. And um, if you're interested in signing up, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter and sign up. You'll be the first people to you know, get into the school. And, um, and I'm only letting so many people in, I believe that's uh, the, I believe that's the route we're going to be going. And so uh, really looking forward to that. A lot of, a lot of little loose ends I got to tie up here and um, I'm going to bed because uh, I get to get up tomorrow and start my first day working for Libsyn, which is a, the largest podcast media hosting since 2004 
And uh, if you're listening to the show right now, it's hosted on Libsyn. Use the coupon code SOP, School of Podcasting, get it, SOP free, and get a free month at the School of Podcasting. So next week, I'll definitely get your calls in here. And uh, I know last week I said I was going to be uh, talking with Jim Harold, another guy that's making a living from his podcast, and that will definitely be back in next week's episode. I wanted to talk about PodFest while it was still in uh, my brain. So I will see you next week with our interview with Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast and how he's making a living with his podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next week, class is dismissed. <laughs>